Welcome to Inside Abode. I am Dave Jones. And again, if you'd like to hear more of this type of content, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify and any other place you can find podcast streaming. So if you like this content, please make sure that you hit the subscribe button and we will have more content for you. Um, So now let's get into my guest today. Uh, I have Nate Henley with me right now, and uh, I'll let you do the... uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm really excited to be here, uh, Dave and I. We go way back, all the way back to my bright-eyed freshman year of high school <laughs> basketball days. Um, in fact, even probably before that with the summer basketball, getting ready to, yep. to join the ranks of high school. Yep. Um, but yeah, go we'll go way back to early days. We've been kind of maintained a relationship ever since, but uh, I'm here today to talk about the foundation that my family runs. Um right here in in lovely Tacoma, um, based out of Tacoma here, but we um, extend our reach a little bit up towards uh, Seattle and some of the other um, regions around the Puget Sound area, but um, it's called the Rachel Lynn Henley Foundation, um, named after my sister, started by my sister, in fact, um, she passed away in 2015 um, after a seven and a half year battle with synovial sarcoma, which is a very rare um, soft tissue cancer, um, originally found in her shoulder. Uh, and uh, ended up kind of spreading throughout different areas. And um, after ups and downs, uh, she finally um, battle, battle ended um, yeah. on June 2nd of 2015. Um, but before she left us, she gave us this really incredible gift um, of, a, of a concept, really, um, of something that she wanted to start and something that she believed could make a big difference in the world um, and just within her own um, immediate community. So she, she gave us a really cool... Um, kind of foundation for yeah. this thing that we do now. The really cool part when I and I've known I've known Nate for a long time and his family for a long time. The really cool part that I feel like when you guys are talking about this, it's like you almost talk about her in the present tense. Oh, yeah. Well, not almost. You do well, talk about her in the present the tense, which is like really crazy for mm-hmm. me to hear because I've seen her in the present tense, and for yeah. me, for me personally, she's past tense. But like for you her spirit has lived on and like Absolutely. it's almost it's crazy like just when you were just sitting there talking mm-hmm. that's what was going through my head I was just yeah. tripping just like man well I say it all the time when you know people kind of hear the story for the first time I talk about it I mean I, a day doesn't go by when when I don't talk about this um, and everybody always kind of kind of comes up and when as soon as they hear that she's passed away they kind of immediately drop into the, yeah. the sorrow and the you know oh we kind of feel bad for you and I, I immediately turn around and say don't worry about her she's busier than yeah. all of us right now she, <laughs> exactly. she, she um, lived her life in a way that you don't get to just vanish um, from the earth when you uh, when you move on that's uh, powerful I, man. I, that's kind of the way I've always looked at it um, even in the room when she was passing away she was surrounded by I mean we packed that room <laughs> there yeah. it was standing room yeah. only in, in a hospital room um, so the love was in that air and you could feel it kind of flowing Throughout all, um, you know, everybody that was there, and the, um, you know, the days immediately following it, um, all the support that we had from people, but really a a big part of it for me was the outreach that we got from people that we didn't know. Right. Um, So there were people, um, doctors, and even patients, kind of all over the country that were Mm -hmm. reaching out to us and saying that Rachel changed them and changed the way that they think about how to live your life. That's crazy. Um, She was a she, um, while going through her process, she was surround, always surrounded by, you know, friends and family. My mom was at her side right. every step of the way, stayed at the hospital with her all the time. So she was never alone. Um, 
So she felt that she had the ability to reach out yeah. um, and was on the online support groups. Because yeah. as a you know 16-year-old going through right. high school, but also going through cancer treatment and losing your hair and you know dealing uh-huh. with the, you know, I'm a 16-year-old girl. I got to yeah, care I about how I look and all that. It's, yeah. it's a difficult time, and you can't exactly talk to your other... 16 year old friends about losing your hair and you know not feeling and like you have enough energy to get out of bed and stuff like that so those conversations were difficult so she reached out to people in baltimore and texas and all over the place and kind of had those conversations with um those kids that felt like they didn't have anybody to talk to she would just be there to kind of you know, even if it was something like this, this day kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yep, yeah, sure does. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. something as simple as that, but just knowing that you're not alone uh, can really help a lot That's of people. That's powerful, man. And like, yeah. just so tell me about Rachel Lynn before this all took place. Like, what kind of kid was she? What kind of sister? Yeah. What was oh, your yeah. guys' relationship? Uh, like yeah, definitely. Up? She, we were very close. She was just uh, one grade underneath me, so we yeah. Kinda, um, she followed all the teachers that I had all the way through elementary school, middle school, for the most part. Um, high school and everything, uh, athlete, big time athlete, um, like crazy athlete, like soccer yeah. player. Like they just, no, I remember. To, I was like, man, they would, can te- we get her sister out for the, for yeah. the hoop squad? Yeah, she would <laughs> like, tee it up and just boot it from half yeah. field for the soccer team. Um, fast as all, you know, she was uh, one of the, like, she didn't never get to the state level in middle school, but she was one of the fastest kids at the, on the middle school track team. Um, and just always had friends around. Yeah. Our, our house was kind of like an open house with my friends and her friends. So yeah. we as two kind of friends groups, you know, but sibling rivalry as well. We're kind of yeah. butting heads and competing, <laughs> but it was all love. And they're, all of her friends are um, like younger sisters to me now. Yeah. Um, all of my friends were older brothers to her. So um, cool. it, it was a very, very fun uh, time growing up mm-hmm. with her. Like I said, big time athlete. And when she was diagnosed, it was during... Um, track season, I want to say. Okay. And she just felt some. No, it was soccer. It was it was in the fall, so um, she was just feeling some pain in her shoulder, and you know didn't think much of it because right. probably just fell you know on the soccer field one day or something like that. Went to the doctor and they looked at it, found a little lump, and had to do the scan. Then all of a That's sudden, it's like boom. I I remember the block I was on 30th Street Hill when uh-huh. my mom told me that it was a malignant tumor in her no Um because that, that was the moment that everything changed, everything you know? Everything changed, um, my whole life. Yeah, and just based off of a routine doctor's visit, and it's, uh, it's unfortunate how common that is, where yeah. you're going in for something that you don't really think anything of, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, you're, you know, fully and fully deep in the, in yeah. the, in the shit, basically. Yeah, you know? no, but it, it's it's been interesting to watch because it definitely gives you perspective. You yeah. know, I think that Absolutely. your family... Um, and Greg and Mary are your your mom and dad, but mm-hmm. I think that your guys' family has always had this perspective that was way deeper and way, and I just, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I honestly don't. Um, like, the biggest fear of a parent, like for me right now, if you ask me what my biggest fear is, mm-hmm. it's losing my kids. Like, yeah. if I walked out there and I got hit by a car, I wouldn't really, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm ready to die. Like, yeah. I've done what I need. Mm-hmm. If you're living the life you're supposed to be living and doing what you're supposed to be doing, then that can come anytime. But, yeah. like, my biggest fear is, like, losing my children like yeah. that would just rip me apart mm-hmm. um but i also feel like i would respond in a way i want to you know i look to your guys's family as a way that this is how you respond mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and um i just really respect your family for that because yeah, I, I appreciate think that you guys uh just embody like 
what what it should look like. Mm-hmm. It, well, she showed us the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, a lot and, of it comes from her. Um, and I'll just be honest, like also being an interracial couple as well with your with your parents, and that's all I've always looked to up, up to them for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of different parallels that yeah. that just make me go like, wow, like that's that's exactly what I would yeah. envision my family would want to be like. Whether it's and there's a lot of other families as well, but I've always just felt you guys were. Um, I just all the families mm-hmm. that that I had, uh, I don't care who it was. Like I've always just loved the families and watching you guys mm-hmm. all grow up and be like exceptional young men and you guys are cream of the crop man oh no, yeah well I, I would i'd second that yeah my my parents are um they're great i mean they've they've been there every step of the way mm-hmm. um and helped in every way possible but just like you said uh, we also were surrounded by a lot of other yeah. great parents and other great examples of you know it can always be worse kind yeah, of thing can, yeah. like, there's a lot of you know different lessons that you take from a lot of different people mm-hmm. when you come up and when you get a lot of different positive message as opposed to a bunch of negative ones you know right. even even you know our relationship it's not yeah. like our, we had a bunch of success <laughs> no. on the basketball court but you guys had a special time. group though like your guys's group was special to me like yeah. i felt like your guys's group was special mm-hmm. like it wasn't about the wins it wasn't and about the wins and losses it mm-hmm. wasn't about that but your guys's group was special mm-hmm. like and we knew that when we had you like yeah. we just knew like yeah this group is different like they're I don't know. It was just, we just enjoyed each other yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot. I think yeah. it was a big part of it. That's um, one of the last things that uh, Rachel gave me was a, uh, a handwritten note, and that somewhere on there it says "enjoy together," mm-hmm. and that's actually you know of of all of it, the, you know, it's a lot of good stuff on there. But that's the two two words that kind of like it's almost yeah. like they're in all caps in yeah. this thing. Enjoy together. You know, if you yeah. can do stuff with other people, it's way better than doing it on your Absolutely. own. Absolutely. You know. Uh, and you know, go, just like the way that you run things around here, it's not about one person's success; no. it's about everybody's success because yeah. that's how everybody that's, gets better. That's what it is, you know. And if you have to take short-term losses for that, then that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, it's about everyone here, mm-hmm. you know. Like, um, so I think, man, it's just thank you for sharing that, though. I mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's important stuff. And um, so she's so you guys find out you're on Thirtieth Street. Mm-hmm. You find out. Your life has changed from there on. Mm-hmm. Um, you were was that junior or senior? I was a sophomore. School? You're a sophomore. I was a sophomore. She was a freshman. So I would have been, she would have been fourteen. I would have been sixteen at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, it hit me pretty hard um, yeah. for sure. That, that was the time that my grades kind of came mm. came down a little bit. Yeah. Um, kind of had had to look at kind of life differently a little mm-hmm. bit. Mom's not there all the all the time to you know, help with homework and right. stuff like that. And dad's working a couple extra jobs now yep. to help cover this impending <laughs> yeah. um, debt. That's, you know, un- unavoidable when, when you get yeah. hit with a diagnosis like this. Um, so now all of a sudden it's school night and I'm at home by myself as so. a 16 year old boy, I'm probably going to throw up, fire <laughs> yeah, up the exactly. Xbox and play video For games sure. instead of, uh, instead of hopping on the, hopping mm. in the book. So, um, that it kind of affected me in that way, but watching her go through the process kind of always reminded me like you can't fail, yeah. Because you know she's got every reason to fail, yeah. and she still she would. Uh, that this is something that's crazy that a lot of people probably don't know is that she would go to the go to up to Seattle Children's in the morning get treatment and then come back down to stadium for fourth period Dang, and finish the rest of the crazy. school day. She's been <laughs> she'd been poisoned that morning, yeah. but she now she's back down a little bit less energy. But she wanted to be she at school. She wanted to be a normal 
teenager Man. as much as she could. So um, she she took her lumps, and you know, it, it, if you asked a lot of people, they wouldn't have even known that she was going through stuff like that. Um, no, because she just didn't act no. like it. She she, she, was she never a, felt sorry for herself. She I never, never even wanted yeah. Like you that, never so. would have even known if you didn't know mm-hmm. like exactly what mm-hmm. was going on. You wouldn't know just from standing there looking. Well, she was good with the wigs and the makeup yeah. too. So yeah, yeah she, she held it down. She <laughs> yeah, was on point exactly. with that. So you uh, just wouldn't know any better <laughs> if you didn't actually know. So man, that's just crazy. It's just so. It, I don't know, man. This is. This is one of those, uh, like, if people like stories about, like, grassroots movements, things of just, like, there's, this is, this is one right here, yeah, you know, in I the agree. backyard of, of our, of our city, and um, I hope people understand how special it is of the situation because of how you guys have handled this, and, um, you know, I know everyone has different situations in life, but, like, this, this is a tough one, you yeah. know, and I think that you guys have, like I said, you've handled it, so... Um, moving forward, so what what brought forward the so you said that she, as far as the foundation, how did that get started and the idea for that? Yeah, so it was all her concept essentially, something that she really wanted. So we always did really for life as a family for oh, as long, yeah, from that. as long yeah. as I can remember. Yeah. From yeah, even before that. she got diagnosed, we just always did it as a family through, um, you know, my uncle's office or my mom's office. Yeah. Or somebody had a team, so we would always do it. You know what's crazy about that too what? is like I remember. Um, we had hoopathon. Yeah. We were freshmen. Okay, yeah. And and I wasn't At expecting. Stadium, right? yeah, yeah. I was, and I wasn't expecting much like participation from the uh-huh. freshmen because they hadn't been yeah. around. And then I see you in there, and and uh, Mary Lynn yeah. was in there, and she was a, a donor. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh wow, that's cool. Like they're like really really plugged in, plugged in. Yeah. Like this is dope, and he's good. You know, like uh-huh. man, this is gonna be yeah. a good four years. Mm-hmm. You know, coming up with this group. Um, so like yeah, you guys have always been involved. Yeah. Your parents oh yeah, for sure. Your aunts and uncles. Yeah. And um, it stems from dad was always the coach on the sports yep. team. Mom yep. was always on the boost, you know, PTA and boosters yep. and everything like that. So yeah, definitely always highly involved. Um, then when Rachel got diagnosed, we started Team Henley um, for the Tacoma Relay. So she, you know, now is just yep. kind of being a, you know almost not generic but just kind of another you know corporate office kind of thing now we're one of the youth teams that are doing the relay Um, not everybody knows but the relay for life started in Tacoma so it's you know kind of like the one that you want to be getting recognition at in in a way the very first one was that I didn't know that yeah very first one was at uh, Bakerfield and that stadium uh, or not stadium sorry UPS and then they outgrew yeah. that and expanded. Now they're, and they're all in stadium over the place. for a long time. Right? Yeah, they did stadium a lot for a long, long time, yeah. and then they moved it out to the, uh, New Mount Holmes. Mount T, yeah. yeah, so they've still been out okay. there. Um, yeah, and they still do that. So we did that for years and years and years. Uh, and she, because of her herself and her group, they were yeah. always one of the top youth teams. You yeah, know, bringing in lots and lots of money yeah. all the time um, for the cause and kind of as she continued to do that year in and year out working with the American Cancer Society which is a phenomenal organization but because they're so huge right. their impact you know has to be spread to yeah, a lot of got different diluted a little bit. yeah and, yeah. and cancer's, cancer is like just a title like right. there's all of these you know it's like they got a lot of chapters and other yeah. things other you know going on in that book um, so she felt like the money that she was raising wasn't necessarily helping the kids that were in her position. Pediatric uh, cancer um, doesn't receive as much funding as, say, breast cancer, or skin yep, cancer, yep, or some of the yep. other ones. Um, so she wanted, she felt like she had the, essentially the foundation and the backing and the knowledge to okay. 
create something that would be a little bit more targeted towards the kids that were going through the stuff right. because there's make a wish which is really kind of um not reserved but they're, they're cut off as 18 so they're much younger in their age range that they're going you know with the disney cruises and right. go meet right. you know, russell wilson and stuff like that they're not they're not doing as many like you know new cars for 18 year olds and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that um and then once you get kind of past 18 then you're just in the adult cancer world and then now yep. it's you know you're kind of roped in with the 30 with 40 50 yeah. 60 year olds that are going through it but you're still you know 17 18 19 year old kid like your needs are the same as a 30 year old person that's going through something like that um so she felt like there was a void there as well as a void um for the caretakers okay so my mom you know being by her side all the time rachel knew how much her being there helped her get through the process but there was there weren't programs that were trying to help yeah. those parents you know those parents and those nurses those family members those friends that are at their side you know laying in the hospital bed yep. with them while they're you know get recovering from surgeries mm-hmm. or even just a simple treatment and things like that um so we have a family trip that we take in uh port towns in fort warden every year uh-huh. i've done it every year in my life um there's a beach up there and every we go up there thursday usually and sunday kind of check out of the rooms and everybody goes down to the beach and we the leftovers and everything kind of one last picnic with everybody and this is my whole family so this is like almost 30 people sometimes okay yeah cousins aunts uncles everybody um i don't know if you've been up there but they have yeah i've been up there yeah Yeah, so they have that row of the houses that the officers used to mm-hmm. stay yeah. in we That's rent cool. out a full one of those and then a half of another one oh, so dope. it's like okay 12 bedrooms or something yeah. like that to, yeah know, kind of, Warren's dope. Uh, I love it there. oh it's a great place yeah, yeah. We, we obviously love it we go there every year uh-huh. um and so the last day on that sunday um she kind of gathered all of everybody together while we were still there and pulled out her notepad and said this is the nonprofit foundation i'm gonna start and what? she had kind of kind of the concept like we've talked about already where she wanted to support the kids and the um, family members and the support groups that were kind of helping um, with the kids as well as donating um, towards research um, causes that were more direct so instead of just collecting $30,000 and handing it off to somebody and say here go 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 find something yeah Yeah. go do something with this Um, she wanted to do stuff that was very specific so if she gathered ten thousand dollars she could buy one clinical trial for one kid yeah and you would know you would know exactly what that ten thousand dollars buy there's no it went towards this study that who knows what's going to happen you actually can look at you know what you gave us and know what you did with your money Um, so that was something that was really important to her was the um, kind of your return on investment yep, uh, yep, in yep. a way. Um, that was cool, something man. that she really wanted. And she also had a little list of other um, nonprofits that were already established that she wanted to support. They're like Headbands for Hope and yeah. um, a couple other ones that she, she saw what they were doing already and thought that those programs could just be highlighted a little huh. bit by somebody else that was doing something similar. So, yeah, she told us everything that she um, that she wanted to do. What was um, what was your guys' initial reaction to that? Well, I and so <laughs> I kind of like, got man, a, you are crazy. Well, I got a slight different. I kind of had the inside scoop a little bit because okay, I so kind of had known about this going into it, but this was the big reveal for yeah. the rest of the family. So. Okay, and we're really close, so it wasn't like some big withheld secret that right. <laughs> nobody was talking about all the way until 
um, Sunday, <laughs> you know, she was pretty open and yeah. know, she, she had a lot of open conversations with everybody. Um, and so this was something that kind of people had heard the idea of, but had never been like, all right, this is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, for, for me, it wasn't as much of a shock, um, as much as it might've been for other people, but it was for me, the feeling was like, yeah, this is going to work. Yeah. And, um, she was completely healthy at the time. It was like, she, that's crazy. This was, this was in April of 2015 and then like end of April, uh, probably like the, somewhere after the 20th, probably she gets hit with pneumonia at the end of uh, May and passes away on June 2nd. So it kind of, it kind of wow. came on pretty quickly right after that. Wow. Um, but before she left, she she dropped this. She she dropped the she dropped, dropped the, the blueprint. Bomb. Yeah, man. she dropped it on us. She said, "Here you go." <laughs> and, and that's so uh, dope, you know, man. Gave like, us something to leave with. It's so dope because, like, so for those of you who are listening, like Nate sitting in here, they have a bunch of gear. You have you guys have a bunch of swag. He's right now. He's wearing a polo, the Rachel Lynn uh, Henley Foundation polo. He has a water bottle, Rachel Lynn Henley Foundation water bottle, a uh, or a flask, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. But like, it's a uh, it's it's really cool to watch you guys live out like what it's literally her living right now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, absolutely. I don't feel like she's gone when I'm around you. Oh, this is her artwork. Cause of the way you talk, <laughs> yeah. cause of the way that you guys have the swag, like mm-hmm. you just carry it all on. Yeah. And I think that that's special. That's not normal, man. Yeah. Like that's not, uh, I, we, we've grown to see that the, the longer we've been around. Yeah. Is that we, we, she put us in a position to be very unique. Yes. Um, cause like I just mentioned all the artwork that we use mm-hmm. is her, personal sketches from her That's doodle crazy. book or stuff that we pulled off of her Pinterest board. Um, so actually we were just talking about that um, yesterday um, with the Sip and Hugs event that you've been to. Yep. Um, it's kind of like our annual kind of uh, state of the foundation mm-hmm. um, uh, meeting, if you want to call it that. And um, the very first year that we did it, we did it on the Point Rustin Ferry. We call it Sip and Float because we hadn't established the Hugs program. Oh, okay. We'll get into that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of the the first kind of here we are, you know, uh, kind of burst onto the scene yeah. um, event that we did. And it was a little bit um, kind of more of a dress up kind of thing. Uh, but it was on the Point Rustin Ferry in February. So everybody, okay. instead of being outside on the deck yeah, like yeah, we wanted, that. everybody was crammed inside. I remember was, that little ferry that was sitting yeah. there before Point Rustin was mm-hmm. even developed. Oh, yeah. That's it's where you guys always had. been there. Okay, yeah, yeah, so we, been yeah there. we rented that thing out. Um, it was actually donated to us because uh, the, my uncle is connected with the people that yeah. own that thing. So um, they were uh, nice enough to let us use the space. That's and crazy. It was a really cool event, but you could tell we were uh, kind of in our early stages, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably within half an hour of us letting people in the canopy that was up at the front because it was drizzling a little bit. Yeah. And we had a canopy that was up at the um, dock ramp to uh, for the checking yeah, area, yeah. and all of a sudden a big gust of wind blows, and all of a sudden this oh. thing's floating in the water. <laughs> so, so you know, we took our lumps early uh. on. Um, but what was really special about the event, um, my cousin Shannon, who helps us a lot with a lot of our events, she's not on the board, but she, again, like I mentioned when we were talking before, she probably would be if she had the time. Right. Um, but she uh, does interior design, and so okay. she looked at Rachel's Pinterest board and kind of took kind of her art and concepts and she had been around her enough that she kind of knew her already. Right. But then to go in and see the stuff that she was pinning, you know, regularly in her pin printer sport was elaborate. Right. <laughs> There's a lot on there for sure. That's crazy. Um, but then she were, she was able to take all that and then 
when you see the event, the layout that we have for this kind of formal event, or really any of the events that we do that takes a lot of kind of visual setup, uh-huh. you can see Rachel's influence in the setup. So That's if dope. we have flowers, they're going to be Rachel's favorite flowers. We'll use, you know, the teal that we have was Rachel's, you know, most used color kind of uh-huh. in her last couple of years. Um, just kind of the types of uh, quotes and phrases that you'll see up on the walls or stuff like that. That's, you know, she'll have, you know, the be the change. Like she didn't just like that quote and save it one time. Like she was drawing whole like art pieces that just said be the change on them. So she Uh, had this in mind. Like, oh yeah, this was like her vision. Yeah, for sure. You guys are just carrying it out. Yeah. And she, she made it pretty clear (laughs) that (laughs) that what she wanted. So yeah, that's um, dope. She definitely Um, left us, left us with, Plenty to work with. Yeah. Sure. So tell tell me about the hugs program. So like right now you guys give out quote unquote hugs. Yeah. Uh, what what is that? Like what is what are the hugs? So the hugs program is something that we started uh, through Mary Bridge. We would have started it in 2016, right? Okay. No, 2017. Yeah. So okay. this is something that essentially we took the concept of Make a Wish and made it much smaller and more personal okay um so the kids at mary bridge and the oncology um clinic will get a application from us that basically says you know you can ask us for whatever you want we're not make a wish so you might not be able to get russell wilson (laughs) to come down and see you but the stuff that we've done um so far is kind of stuff like a new iphone or a new computer we've Mm -hmm. done trips to the great wolf lodge we've done shopping sprees um, we've also like hosted, you know, a twelve. We have a twelve-year-old birthday party that we're um, scheduling currently. Um, we've done room makeovers. Hey man, uh, you never know, man. Stuff. Russ might be down if he hears his pod or something. Uh, you know, he, get in his yeah, hands. no, I know he's up in Seattle all the time, but we'd love to get him down at at Mary hey, Bridge. There's lots of good go kids down, down one there. Of the goats, man. Oh, like, for sure, he's killing. I'm honestly feel like he's gonna be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Oh, and but. It's not just his game; it's, it's who, who he, he is. is right? yeah, like he's exactly. a leader of he's a leader. He's a leader of people. That is just <laughs> you know, it's everybody. He shows he shows everybody. You know, it's all it's about what you can give back. Yeah. You know, he's got everything. Like he's got no reason to still be doing this Tuesday right. at Children's thing he's, like he does. But, but he's he's clearly he different. feels like this is what you know. That that's obviously he gets something out of it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he wouldn't still be doing it. Right. But what he gives out of it, what he gets out of it, is nothing compared to what. That kid that he spent oh, five. Oh my goodness! It's, that's Makes their whole life. Highlight of the day, highlight of the life. Yeah. Like you'll never forget that moment. And you guys are doing that though for for your kids when you do your hugs because I've mm-hmm. seen the video of the. Oh yeah, we we kid. try to get real um, kind of personal with them for uh-huh. sure. Um, in fact, that's something that is important to us as the you know as we run the program. This program is is growing like crazy. So we started it in 2017. We did six that year. The first okay. year, second year, 2018, we did 18. Wow! So get, gained quite a bit, and now we're on pace to finish 34. What this year? Dang! Yeah, we got I think six on the docket right now. That's a lot of kids, man. It's a lot. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so, so what does it keeps what us do, real busy? Yeah, what do those hugs look like? What's the rate? Like, do you? So when you say they fill out an application and you, they can ask for whatever they want, but yeah. like. How do you? Well, it's really fun to actually read the application because they're <laughs> usually filled is. out by the kids, um, so and then dope. sometimes edited by uh, mom or grandma or even mm-hmm. the social worker um, that we work with. 
Um, but yeah, it's basically kind of describe yourself and your family. So we kind of get a, get an idea of the kind of person that you are. And then the question is essentially what, what is something that would make your life easier or better? Or what's yeah. an experience that you'd like to have, or, you know, kind of something that's, you know, we don't try to phrase it in a way that they feel like they can ask for something that's right, crazy that's elaborate, but yeah. something that's pretty immediate. That's kind of mm-hmm. the other aspect of it is something that is something that can be done quickly as well. I like that part. Um, so we've done, there was one that we did, um, this girl, Alondra, who wanted a room makeover, um, but they had had, uh, she originally had asked for basically roof repairs because they had had a tree fall onto their uh, house. Wow. So this 16-year-old girl is asking for house repairs right, for right. A, on a thing that she could be asking for a new iPhone or a yeah. shopping spree at the mall or something like that. She's asking for house yeah, <laughs> stuff. So um, because of our um, kind of outreach into the community, that's kind of another big part of this program is we try to um, bring the funding down as much as we can by reaching right. out to some of the community um, to kind of help us out with stuff like this. So okay. like if we're doing room makeovers, we have somebody that we always get paint from. We always get mattresses right. from Mattress Ranch. Like we we have all these people that we've started to build these relationships. We have a contact with um, somebody that works at the Apple store. So we get okay. a little discount when we're, That's dope. and the new, the iPhone has a pretty popular one. Oh, so you, give me, the, one you give me this 10 or the, uh, the, the X Pro. I need the, I need the Pro. Oh, no, everybody needs it. <laughs> I'm messing with you. No, we got, but, yeah, we got the Best Buy hookup. So no, yeah, some of the fun cool, ones. Though, for for what you guys are doing I mean that's essential too like having those business relationships and people being able to like say hey you know like because no who who doesn't want to help yeah this program oh absolutely um and we we do a lot uh, so like I said we we kind of want to be there to do a lot of the kind of the personal aspects of it so have another um, good story is um Brian who was um, I believe 18, maybe 19 at the time, and he had tumors in his spine. Oh, wow. So he had been in the hospital already, I think, for two months at the time when I finally met him. He wanted an iPhone, um, uh-huh. so he tumors in his spine, so he, legs immobile, right arm immobile. Mm. So he had limited use of just his left arm, had been laid up in the hospital for a long time, and just wanted an iPhone so that he could talk with his friends that are still at school and right. have something to entertain him. So other than daytime television at the (laughs) hospital, you know, Uh, and we were able to get an iPhone within that week. And um, I actually was able to drop it off and talk to him. And that was a really kind of eye opening experience for me because this is a kid who's, you know, really I mean, he's got not much light in his life um, because of the situation that he's going through. And he's, you know, just can't move at all. getting You know, constant treatment. And also the uh, at the time, his situation was pretty kind of up in the in the in the air and that they didn't really know um, what kind of steps they were going to be taking um, but when I met him he wouldn't have known that he was going through this really yeah. kind of terrible time um, I was able to talk with him we were kind of joking about South Park and some other mm-hmm. stuff and he was you know just much more upbeat and lively yeah. than somebody I would expect that's already been in the hospital for a couple months yeah um, you know one thing I was thinking about is like a lot of times, like Rachel had an exceptional situation where she the amount of support mm-hmm, exactly. that she had was immense, yeah. right? Because I remember, like, I remember going to the thing at Stadium, like that gym was full, like oh the the, the Memorial yeah, Stadium, yeah. oh yeah, that gym was full, man. Yeah, we we but knew like, we knew we needed a gymnasium, for that <laughs> one, for yeah. sure. but 
you know, not every case is like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, so, like when I, you're talking about this, this Brian, um, it just it just breaks my heart. Like I can mm-hmm. just see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just breaks well, my he, heart. He ended up passing away in January, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we've lost a couple of kids that we've um, dealt with since we started, yeah. but it's kind of the gig we signed yeah. up for. You know, it's not That's always going to be a happy ending, but kind of the way we look at it is if we can bring um, one good day right. to these to this family, you know, a memory that they'll be able mm-hmm. to keep with them, um, that can be, make a big difference. Um, something that just happened actually within the last week. Another, yeah. I, yeah, like I say, lots of it, lots of iPhones, lots yeah. of iPhones. Um, we had another kid. Uh, I want to say Daniel was his name. It's a lot of a lot of names to try to remember <laughs> too. Um, but Daniel was getting an iPhone as well, and he uh, had uh, got hit with what's called neurotoxicity, which is something that Rachel went through as well. And it's basically um, you have, your body has a bad reaction to all the um, poison essentially that you're getting hit with all okay. the chemo, and you basically. Um, fall into a stroke-like oh, wow. state where you can't talk, you can't really move, um, kind of stuff like that. And Daniel had been in that state for at least several days. Wow. And um, the social worker that we work with, Jessica, at Mary Bridge, um, kind of was popping in for a visit and dealing with the family, and she was going to be the one that delivered the iPhone this time mm. um, just based on the situation. Um, it wouldn't really be right for us to be the ones that would deliver it in that right. situation when he's kind of not there and the family's going through such a I mean I haven't gone through that ourselves yeah, yeah. and that is an yeah, awful absolutely. awful thing I mean I, I'll always be able to remember what what she was like in that state because she was there she was awake but she just couldn't you know interact couldn't respond yeah. kind of thing so it was really just a scary experience and um <laughs> it's a, a, an example of Rachel's influence still being very much mm-hmm. alive and well um Jessica uh, wrote us a message as the board and she said that she was leaving and um, had the iPhone with her and wasn't going to do it that day because she kind of going into it didn't think that it was going to feel right but as she was getting ready to leave something told her that this is yeah. this is the moment this is when you should do this um, and she gave huh. him the iPhone and all of a sudden he smiled for the first time in oh, wow. three or four days like he hadn't yeah. been able to react or do anything like that um, but all of a sudden he's, so he nuts. was able to crack a smile and his sister that was in the room at the time attempted to take it from him at one point and help him open it or something like that, and he stuck out his tongue at her. Oh, yeah. and, you know, all <laughs> of a sudden, so like, he's back kind of thing. So, cool. um, so, yeah, just, and you know, and another example of Rachel. Rachel's still around. Yeah, she's man. busy, for sure. She's very busy. Um, and that's, you know, I don't think Jessica was able to meet Rachel. In fact, a lot of the um, child life specialists and nurses that we work with at Mary Bridge didn't work directly with Rachel. Some of them did. Uh-huh. Um, but all of them always say that they feel like they know her yeah. and they feel like no, they I, get affected by her. <laughs> I think, I think, I think when people are listening to this, hopefully they get that same sense, you know, like mm-hmm. I think we know enough about her now to know kind of what yeah. she's about and what she, what she stood for. Well, she would have been your friend. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. If you were around, she was, she didn't have enemies. Yeah. So. so like, it seems like you guys were, are, you know, like you, you're ramping up on this hugs program. What's yeah. next for the foundation? Is it, is the goal to like move it to, um, yeah, I mean, impact more people. Yeah. So I mean? uh, that's the, the ever growing reach, um, mm-hmm. is definitely something that, um, we need mm-hmm. because the board is made up of essentially volunteers. So yeah. I, I'm vice president. My mom is the president. The rest of the board is um, cousins and mm-hmm. aunts and um, 
people that really care, and we never expect to collect a single dime right. from this ever. I, I don't. I don't want to make a penny from this. And that's yeah, the coolest any part. part. Like that. That's. And I know that just going in, but yeah. like, man, it's just. So it's, um, yeah. I mean, uh, so volunteering obviously is something that we're we're kind of always searching for. Uh, yeah. My aunt just recently signed up to be someone that um, reaches out all over and um, kind of seeks grants for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, I mean, we're we always got stuff going on for sure. So there's definitely um, always always something to do, always something <laughs> to help. Um, kind of the best way to keep up with everything would be to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, okay. uh, Rachel Lynn Henley Foundation. Um, you should be able to type that in; it should pop right up. Okay. And we'll always post stuff on there. So, um, for example, on October 24th, um, next Thursday, yeah, I think that's next Thursday. Yeah. Um, we're doing a takeover at the restaurant that I work at, Casa Mia, okay. um, in Lakewood. And on that day, if you come in and get food at any point in the day, a percentage of all the um, profits from the day will be going to the foundation. Cool. But that's also the day that we do our what's called buddy adoption event, um, which is where we um, you have stuffed animals that we bought um, mm-hmm. that you can buy for $10 a piece at the restaurant. I believe they'll also be available to um, buy online through the website. Okay. Um, but $10 buys one stuffed animal. Those stuffed animals are then given to the kids at the Marybridge oh, uh, really? Christmas party, which is uh, like th- about 300 people. So a good, you know, hundreds of kids <laughs> typically. Yeah. Um, and it's a big enough event where Santa and Mrs. Claus are both there. So that's pretty. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty big yeah. day. That's, oh, yeah. That it's that a big event for event. sure. Uh, they make a special exception <laughs> for this one. Um, so, yeah, and every year it's a different uh, assortment of stuffed animals. Last year, there were, I guess, llamas were trending. So we had to have a llama <laughs> last year. That's kind of a fun thing that we do. But, yeah, that Christmas party is in December, but we um, we already have bought the stuffed animals. So now it's about um, kind of making our money back, essentially, because, like I said, we, we all the, the stuff that we pay for as the foundation is basically insurance. Yeah. And, like, that's it. <laughs> like, wow. anything else we can. Everything else we try to put towards the mission yeah. statement. Um, so we definitely get some help from some corporate sponsorships yeah. here and there, um, yeah. but everything makes a big difference. Um, we have another program um, called the Rachel's Got Your Back program, oh, okay. um, which is a backpack program that we run through Mary Bridge where the um, new um, diagnose, newly diagnosed um, kids, while they're getting their big, you just got cancer packet with all this you know, awful information yeah. and you know, stuff that's Can pretty hard to take in all yeah. at once. Um, we also get a backpack from us um, which is um, there's a boy one and a girl one, but they're um, basically stuff that you'd need in the hospital. So oh, stuff that cool. you're not going to realize that you need until you've mm-hmm. been at the hospital two, three times for you know multiple day stays. We we try to get out in front of that a little bit for you. So That's we do really like cool. puzzle books and kind of arts and craft kind of things mm-hmm. and comfortable socks and you know a nice yep. you know. Um, one of the heated pillows and just kind of, you know, stuff like that that you don't realize Necessary, you man. need until you get there. Um, but those backpacks are about a hundred dollar value a piece. Okay. So, so, you know, again, hundred dollar donation to us, you just bought a backpack for right. a kid. Now you're helping out a family. So people know like that they know that it's going to specific kids for a, a specific cause. And yeah. I think that that's really important mm-hmm. for just the, the fact that people know where it's going to, I think is really important. Yeah. Well, in, in the, both the backpack program and the hugs program are concepts that don't need to be hidden at Mary bridge. You know, it's, yeah. it's a concept yeah. that can extend to other 
hospitals around. Yeah, fits the yeah we we definitely try to keep it as personal as possible. So we don't want to get to the point where just you know, send in three iPhones to the hospital yep. and then you guys disperse them on yep. your own. Like we want to be the ones that drop them That's off really because cool. it also cool. is important for us to let these families know that they're not in and alone. Yeah. We've kind of gone through it um, ourselves, but we're also, you know, we're, we're, we got a lot of connections and we can, you know, there's people that go through stuff while they're going through stuff. Yeah. And, uh, we kind of want to be a, another resource for them That's while they go through the, go through the fight. Um, because the, you know, options are limited for yeah. a lot of families, unfortunately. Um, a lot of families have these financial burdens already. So something yep. like, um, there was another one that we had where the application that we got this, I think she was also 16. She wanted a new dishwasher, or not dishwasher, sorry, a washer and dryer. Oh, Because wow. their washer and dryer broke, so their laundry was piling up in their house. Uh, and so this little girl is asking for new appliances for the family. That's crazy, <laughs> so, man. Like the story, these stories are so important to mm -hmm. hear because I mean, you have these kids who are taking on, you know, this, uh, you know, a cancer or some type mm -hmm. of physical ailment. Yeah. And the first thing they're thinking about is their, or at least in the stories mm -hmm. I've heard that you've told me is they're thinking about their family. Yeah. Like they're thinking about how can they make life easier for their family? Yeah. That's just, well, man. it's and you know, watching from Rachel's perspective, it was hard to like she that was kind of the thing that she probably was hard on herself for was uh -huh. what she was putting everybody else yeah. through yeah she she didn't necessarily feel guilty about that but that was kind of if i would point to one thing that was like that's the thing that bothered yeah. her yeah. that's what it was i, I we got to wrap this up but mm -hmm. i mean i think um it's just a special story and like watching this evolve over time like it's been special to watch it go from you know and there's people in the community that have seen it but there's a lot of people who don't know, yeah. you know, but having being kind of on the outside, but also seeing it evolve from like day one mm -hmm. has been really cool to watch for yeah. me. And um, so yeah. where can people find? So, yeah, like, so Lip? Facebook, Instagram, probably the two best. Um, we also have our website, um, okay. org. You could also okay. just do rlhf.org. Um, also, Instagram, like I said, Facebook, just type in Rachel Lynn Henley Foundation. Okay. Should pop right up. Um, and yeah, all the, we post on um, on social media all the time. If you go to the website, you can sign up for the um, the email newsletter yeah. um, that com comes out pretty regularly. Okay. Um, but I would, I'd say that Facebook and Instagram, best for the day-to-day -day stuff because okay. we also post some of the stuff that we find from Rachel's Pinterest board every now and oh, again. Cool. So. Um, we actually do that every Monday. It's called hashtag Rach, uh, okay. and it will just be something that will, you know, as you're going through the feed on Mondays, you can usually find a lot of nonsense that yeah. won't exactly <laughs> help propel you in through your week. So we try to get something on there that is a little bit more uplifting, cool. you know, whether it's a Martin Luther King quote or yeah. a Gandhi quote or even if, even if it's a Rachel original quote, yeah. she's got some of her own that she had written down. So um, we post those all the time as well. So that's cool, um, man. definitely a good way to, to keep up with what everything that's going on for sure. Well, man, I, I appreciate it. And we'll we'll link everything down in the comments. And uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you coming through, man. Oh, my on pleasure. The pod and, yeah, and, this is huge for us, for sure. Oh, man, man it, it, our pleasure, man. I, I don't I hope everyone at least gives us a listen and gives you guys a shout a shout out on the uh, goes to this website and checks out the Instagram follows you guys subscribe and if you'd like to donate go do that as well because you just heard where it goes and so it's always a worthy mm -hmm. cause um, so I appreciate you and then uh, yeah for all of you who are still listening if you'd like to subscribe to Inside Abode feel free to hit that button and then 
Uh, we have more stuff, more people in the community, more real estate topics if you want to hear about real estate, but also we really genuinely care about the community and telling the stories of people in the community as well. So 